Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to welcome you back to episode 7 of Sling the Biscuit Podcast, the new Sling the Biscuit Podcast, episode 7, joined by my amazing co-host from episodes 1, 2, and 5, the local Winnipeg radio legend, Dave Wheeler. <laughs> well, happy to be back. Happy to be back. I've been keeping up on the episodes, and I hope I keep the standard high as where it's been. It, it's as high as it's ever been when, when you're in the podcast. It, it's been a privilege to have Dave. I feel like Dave makes me a better podcaster, and the, the programming itself becomes better. I know... Um, I, I forgot to mention this to you, but when I went to get my haircut a day or two before I left Winnipeg, I'm, I'm sitting at the hair salon, minding my own business on my phone, and the guy across the hair salon says, Trev, I love the podcast with Wheeler. It's, it's amazing. I, I can <laughs> listen to him again. <laughs> so then I, I, I walk over and I said, what do you mean? And he's like, well, now, so for those that don't know, Dave works on a uh, top, 40, po- right. uh, top 40 radio Contemporary station. Contemporary hit radio. That is the terminology. And previously working on classic rock, uh, alternative rock radio stations, I think would be the best description of it. So people that love him from the rock, maybe not so much into the top 40 radio. And this gentleman said, I don't like top 40 radio, but I love Wheeler. So now that you do the podcast with him, I can listen to Wheeler again. So that's great. So uh, uh, Chris, thanks for uh, for listening to the podcast. Even my mom, my mom used to uh, always listen to Wheeler in the morning on the way to school when I was in like grade you know, nine, 10. And now my mom's super stoked. She's like, my son is not doing a podcast with Dave Wheeler. So everything kind of comes full circle. Well, listen, I think there's education coming on both sides because I find that I'm able to stop things a lot better. Like I stop at stop signs a lot more efficiently. So I think that comes from your goaltending side. <laughs> from the reflexes. <laughs> yes. Oh, absolutely. I, I, nothing goes over my head now. I, I was going to ask, I had a couple of people asking the other week, your, your new co-host, these are the people on Spotify and Apple, I have no idea what he looks like. Does does Dave have social media? I punched Dave Wheeler in and a million accounts come up, but nothing that looks official. Does Dave have social media? No, no, I am one of those weirdos. I uh, I was on social media. I mean, listen, I was all the way back on the uh, on the Foursquare and the MySpace and the Facebook and I had the Instagram and I had Snapchat and all that crap. And then about four or five years ago, no, about three, three, four years ago, Say goodbye. I, I took a six-month break, and I'm going to say, I'm just going to put my account on pause for six months and see how it goes, and I'll be honest with you. I'm not saying this is for everybody, but my mental health went through the roof. I had more time for my kids. I had more time for my wife, and I just didn't feel as distracted. I, I mean, listen, there's things that I miss about it. I have ghost accounts for research that I need to do for work, but as far as posting and whatnot, nah, ain't nobody got time for that. I do think of myself sometimes, like, with, you know, doing the podcast and the YouTube side, like, I, I feel like I'm obligated. Like, I don't have an option to, like, not do social media. But if, if that could kind of go away and I could keep, like, having money to pay rent and pay for groceries, I would throw my, my laptop and my phone just in a lake and never pick them up again. Well, look at it this way. I mean, I still have YouTube. I mean, that's considered social media at this point. I mean, I have an account on there, uh, WheelerJ28, if anyone wants to follow me there. But uh, I, I don't post a lot of videos anymore. I used to. There's a ton of them up there. But um, I, I don't know. I mean, there, there's, there's this, this adage of, you know, oh, you have to have social media if you're going to do this, and you have to have social media if you're going to do this. You don't have to. I mean, it helps, absolutely. And you can help tie all these in together, do a nice little cloud. But, I mean, it's, it's, in, in my life, it's not necessary. I'm doing Terrestrial Radio. Both my co-hosts are uh, 25, 26 and 28, respectively. So they, they take care of all that stuff for me, which, which is great. And like I said, it just allows me to, uh, to connect more with, uh, in, in other ways. I mean, there's always a way to connect, and I prefer connecting one-on-one. I love doing podcasts. I love getting behind a microphone. Um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I totally get it. I get it. And there's, there's something that I like about being not as accessible. People can't reach you. You have more time to yourself. You have more time to, to take care of yourself, shall we Bingo. say. Bingo. 
And speaking of taking care of yourself, our presenting sponsor, the amazing folks at Sheath Unwear. Thanks to Robert and Sheath for powering the podcast again. Uh, Dave, you got your sheath package. What did you think the other day? Oh, my goodness. My sheath package showed up and my package jumped in the sheath package right away. <laughs> yeah. like, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Yeah, no, loving it. I uh, big fan. Like so, I was uh, I uh, probably a competitor, but I will I will compare the two. Uh, if you are a more of a east west kind of person who likes having things separated that way, um, then you go with the the competing brand. But if you have more south north south problems, I would recommend the sheath, and they also take care of the east west problems. You know what I'm saying there in that little package? Yes, Does that makes yes, sense. Yes. Yes, okay. yes. We This is actually a great uh, ad transition. I know we're only a couple minutes in, but uh, the amazing folks at Sheath, Sheath Underwear. If you're in the market for some new underwear, there's no company better than Sheath. Sheath has, uh, I was actually uh, educated this week, Sheath has these like bamboo mesh materials. I couldn't figure out what it was. They're like smooth, cooling, and just awesome on a hot summer day. I mean, traveling when I flew to Toronto uh, a week and a half ago, I flew from Toronto to Vancouver last week and traveling all around here in Vancouver. The Sheath Underwear keeps everything cool. It keeps everything separated. And what Dave talked about with the north-south if you have a north-south problem that, that can be a problem sometimes keeping everything not stuck to the side of your leg like a piece of gum on like a high school desk not peeling it off that is great it's a great feeling the sheath underwear compartmentalize everything if you go to the link in the video description at sheathunderwear.com use the code biscuit 69 b-i-z-k-i-t 69 whether you're on apple spotify that's in the notes as well you get yourself 20 percent off sheath underwear and you keep the podcast going by supporting dave and i and yeah, sheath is awesome. Is that what Robert's this is, bamboo? Because honestly, I mean, it feels like spandex. You're right, but it breathes so much better. I don't know. The, so the information package I was given the other day from uh, one of the guys at Sheath was it's a bamboo mesh was the description. Love it. No, I'm uh, a big fan. Big fan. It's comfortable. Yeah, it, is, comfortable. it has, it has uh, uh, infiltrated my underwear drawer, and it's pushing the, the competitor more towards the back now. I like it. Speaking of competitors, I, I have had a wild, wild week and a half of, of being out of Winnipeg and well, where are you right now? I'm, I'm in Vancouver. Technically, I'm in Richmond, but I'm in, I'm in the Vancouver area. Uh, so I went uh, Winnipeg, flew to Toronto, uh, the Hamilton area for a week with uh, one of my goalie coaches, Derek Booge. And one of the best things about Booge, so Booge knows how expensive you know living and renting in the Toronto Hamilton area is. So at his training facility, he lets me sleep in the upstairs attic on his couch. This is a true story. Like in the attic, he has like a almost like a sectional couch, and I just sleep on the couch, and I, I literally live at the rink for seven or eight days. Dude, you're like the Rudy of hockey. <laughs> what do you mean? You don't know the story of Rudy? This is the um, uh, the kid that ended up playing for Notre Dame. He got in for, for one game, but he was uh, breaking into the maintenance shed at night, going to college, sleeping on the couch in there, uh, worked as an equipment guy. And, uh, it's a great story. Uh, what's his name? Um, not Frodo, but Frodo's best buddy from the Lord of the Rings movie, Sam. Sam, yes. Sam Gam- Gamoises. He's uh, he he was Rudy. It, worth a watch if you're if you love your old sports movies. Well, uh, so I, I sleep on the couch the the whole week. I have everything that I need there. I got obviously I have hockey showers. I have uh, gym, two rinks. I, I literally have everything I need, uh, and, and it's in a great location where I can just like Uber eats food to me, or I can walk to the grocery store if I want to pick up some veggies, hummus, like a whole chicken. It's fantastic. It works so great. Um, the only one problem that we do have sometimes is I, I get a little lonely. I'm there by myself, right? If you know what I'm saying. And so I said to Booge, I said, I got a question for you. He's like, what do you want, Ridge? I was like, how do you feel about me bringing like a lady over tonight? And he's like, to the training facility? I said, yeah. He's like, okay with it. I, I absolutely encourage it. I just want to know what happens tomorrow. And I said, perfect. That's great. It's fantastic. Uh, so had this one lady. She was a, a gym trainer. Uh, she works at uh, F45, does like cardio fitness and whatnot. She does that, uh, I guess, part-time. She just like graduated or whatnot from school. Uh, on the other side, she works at Swiss Chalet. And so I told Booge this and he's like, 
we should go to Swiss Chalet and get a half chicken and go meet her. I said, no, 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 we don't, we don't want to do that. We don't want to go like, you know, hassle her for an extra size and all that kind of stuff. Cause I know how the dinner is going to go. Can we get a drink? Can we get, you know, all that kind of stuff. So anyway, long story short, uh, training facility closed up around eight o'clock. She comes over by for nine. We play ping pong. We have like a ping pong room in Bouge's facility. Come we on. We play ping pong. True story. Ping pong back and forth for about what felt like an hour. And, and Dave, I gotta be honest with you. I got smoked. I got smoked. I, uh, we, so we played best of seven. I lost four games to two. Um, it's been a couple months since I picked up a, a ping pong paddle and I fell behind early. Couldn't come back. And she won. She let me know about it. Let me know about it. And then she says to me, she says, uh, my, my back's kind of sore from, uh, you know, carrying myself to this victory. Like it was, it was a tough performance. I said, well, what if I give you a back massage? Perfect. So uh, ended up giving her a back massage. She went home and uh, played ping pong again uh, two nights later. Bood said, yeah, bring her back. She seems like a cool girl. She was a really cool girl, by the way. And uh, I prepared. I warmed up, did a whole mobility routine, stretched the shoulders. I smoked her, Dave. I buried her four games to none. I won the first set 21-10, 21-12, won an overtime 25-23, and then smoked her again 21-15. It was a great performance. It was a great redemption, great bounce back night. So did you get a back rub? I did get a back rub. Actually, my... Uh, my, my knee issues we've talked about previously. She gave me a groin uh, quad massage. And actually, my knee was feeling really good. She actually did a little bit of calf, too. She was she kind of getting the elbow in there, like kind of like working. It was, it was actually really nice. Really helped my knee. I'm sure the rest of that story is R-rated, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to just, uh, fabricate whatever I want to in my mind. We try to keep it classy here. Like The, the whole goal is to have this podcast. You can play it at work. You can play it at the job site. You can play it at school with the kids in the car. We, wanna, we keep things classy around here. But... I do have a story for you that I think, uh, a follow-up from last week's that I think you really enjoy. So I talked uh, on the last episode that we had two weeks ago about how uh, Airbnbs, uh, expensive, 300 bucks a night, hotels, 400 bucks a night. I really didn't want to spend, you know, 3500 $4,000 for a month in Vancouver to do my training because I, I need to do the training, but I, I don't want to spend $4,000. I don't have that kind of money. So what did I do? I went on, you know, my Tinder, my Bumble, my Hinge, changed my location to Vancouver, talking to some ladies, asking, hey, what if I stay at your place? I'll pay your full rent because the full rent for their month is going to be cheaper than any Airbnb. I mean, paying $1,500, two grand, way better than four grand. And they think they're getting a smoking deal. But I also think I'm getting a smoking deal. So everybody wins. So get this lady, uh, Irish lady, kind of like Conor McGregor's evil you know, twin sister. Kind of, <laughs> she kind of is what she sounded like. Tell me she walks like Conor too. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine? I, I ring the doorbell. <laughs> Just arms out, walking like that the Bushwhackers be- <laughs> from back in the 90s in the WWF. <laughs> that would be the greatest. I, I wish I could tell you that happened, but it didn't. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, she calls me uh, Big Fella and Laddie, Big Lad. And uh, oh, well, it was a nightmare from day one, Dave. I, so I go, come to her place and uh, she says to me uh, after you know night one, she says, you leave your stuff everywhere, eh, mate? Your stuff everywhere. And I said, have you not lived with a man before? And she's like 25. <laughs> And she's like, no, I never lived with a man before. I'm like, uh-oh. I was like, what's your longest relationship? How long have you been with a man for? She's like, three, four months. I don't, I don't really keep long relationships. I'm like, oh, my God. Dave, you know what I did? Because like, I'm going to be honest. Like, I was asking like multiple girls, like, hey, can I stay at your place? Just need a place to stay. I, I confused the information. And I thought that like she had like a boyfriend for like two years that she lived with, just split up. I, I mixed up all the information. And now I'm, I'm, I'm with this Irish lady who looks like Conor McGregor's evil sister. She's, she's doing the walk and everything. <laughs> And she's just, just absolutely giving it to me, and not in the way that, that you think. Like she's just hassling me hard. Um, 
the, the best example, or here's a couple of examples that I'll think of. Like first off, she was telling me, she's like, you can't, lad, you can't leave your laptop plugged in overnight. You're going to run up the electricity bill and I'm not paying for that. I'm not paying for that. I paid the whole rent, so I think I can use the electricity bill. Totally. Uh, the next, yeah, the next thing she was saying was, Mate, you sit on your laptop all day. You need a real job. You get a real job, you get off your ass. I'm like, I'm literally editing a podcast right now. This is what I do for money, lady. I'm working at this moment in time, right? She didn't understand that. The the best stories that I got for you. So she works um, uh, at a nightclub, or sorry, she works at uh, a restaurant, works late nights, and she comes home one night, like two in the morning. I hear the, the door like just thrash open, and I just hear just like throwing up everywhere, like puddles of puke everywhere. I can hear it. And I'm like, oh, my God, what is going on? I leave her alone, wake up the next morning. There's like puddles of puke like in like the living room and everything. And I'm like stepping around. I'm like kind of like the floor is lava kind of deal. And I'm, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to mind my own business. She wakes up at around 11. Not a word of a lie, Dave. Not a word of a lie. She comes up, wakes up, walks up. Make this coffee on the counter. Why are you leaving coffee on the counter? Clean up after yourself, will you? As there's like puke on the floor. I was like, what is going on here? What is going on here? And, and here's another one for you. No, wait, so, wait, 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 hang on. You didn't let her get away with that, I hope. What am I going to say? I, I honestly, I had the vibe she was going to like knife me in the chest if I talked back to her. I don't know, man. I, if you're paying half the rent, I think you full have... Rent, full rent. I paid full rent. The then full rent. I think you have more than enough, more than enough uh, um, reason to say, uh, that was you. Well, Dave, I got the two best ones for you right here. So uh, going to bed one night, uh, she told me that I snored the other night. And, and I've been told I'm not a snorer. What are you sleeping very... next to her? Yes, uh, she. So she has a queen size mattress on the floor in in the in the one room. Uh, it's just on the floor. There's no like bed spring or anything. That's the only place to sleep. So she's like, "You snore," and I said, "Okay, if I snore, just wake me up. Tell me to stop snoring." Okay, I, I don't snore, but I'm just telling her this. The next night, not a word of a lie. I'm in the middle of my sleep. I get a donkey kick right to the side of my knee. And she's like, "Mate, stop snoring. You're keeping me up. You're so annoying." I'm like, oh, and like it's my bad knee, so I'm holding my knee. I'm like, oh my, and like she wound up like just full on kicking to my knee. Whatever, I won't let it be. I close my eyes. I try to go back to sleep, and I and I hear like a water, like a the dehumidifier going off in the background. And then all of a sudden, two minutes later, boom! I get another kick. She's like, stop snoring. I'm like, that's the water dehumidifier. That's not me snoring. She's like, are you sure? Look, and then I I I pull the dehumidifier, like I wheel it over, and I'm like, "That's the noise you're talking." About. She's like, "Oh, sorry, I thought it was you snoring." I was like a donkey kick twice. Now th- this is this is what did me in here, Dave. So she texts me the other night. She's like, uh, "I'm gonna pick up some Chinese takeout food. What do you want? Okay, you want some noodles, fried rice, all that kind of good stuff." So she pays. We get food. Food was good. We had some leftovers. So we had uh, two containers of leftovers and one container of this like really like dried like pork chicken. It was really gross, but. She's Irish. She wants to save all the food. Whatever. It's your choice. So put everything back on the fridge. The next day, uh, I, I ate my leftovers. I threw out the pork. Just tossed it in the bin. One container left of her leftovers. She comes home at night. She's upset. Next morning, I was like, why are you so upset? She's like, mate, you threw out my dinner. You threw out me dinner. It's like, what do you mean? She's like, look, there's my dinner in the garbage. And I opened the lid. I threw out the container with her dinner in it. And the dried pork was still in the fridge. Oh, no. Yeah. I hope you bought her dinner. Well, at, at that point, she told me she wanted to kill me. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to find an Airbnb. And, and that's where I am right now. I'm at a, a new Airbnb Oh, you bailed? I, oh, I, Dave, I honestly Did you get your money back? I did get my money back, which I was kind of scared about. I was really worried about that. But uh, no, she, she gave me my money back. She did not put a knife in my chest like I thought she was going to. And I'm here. I'm still trading. Actually, uh, my goalie coach Pascal was like, 
make sure you're safe. We need to skate on Monday. We need a good skate Monday. So don't get uh, don't get whacked over the weekend. I said I'll try my best. But here Jeez. we are. Jeez. Well, uh, so. number one, you got to work on your Irish accent. <laughs> N- number two, I think you've officially been uh, turned off from dating any Irish women ever in the future. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's too bad, man. That sucked. It sounded like it was going to be a great setup. I thought it was going to be a great setup too. I thought uh, I thought it was going to be a great place, good deal. But the one kicker here is though that so I had the place for a week and it bought me a little bit more time to find like a different Airbnb. So instead of spending that three grand a month, I found a place for actually the price that I wanted. So now I'm paying I think like sixteen hundred for the next like three weeks, three and a half weeks. So it's a really good deal. So. Man, things are pricey out in Van. Holy crap! You know what? For, yeah. Finding a yeah. good roommate is as difficult as finding a life partner. It really is. Mm-hmm. It's tough. I mean, I've had countless roommates, countless. I started having, I mean, not including the road trips that you go on through minor hockey and junior and whatnot. But then when I got into college, I lived with three other, three other dudes that I knew. Thank God they're from my hometown. Uh, and then the second year I moved in with another one of my close buddies on campus. And then after that, it was bounced around from roommate to roommate. I, the, the, one of the first houses that I bought, I basically got a roommate dropped off at my door. He was going through a divorce and he had a daughter and it was one of those get out here's your stuff and so a friend of his who i knew said hey we're coming over to your place and i said cool i'll have, uh, I'll have the beer cold for you and then uh, my one buddy left and my other buddy was staying i was like what are you going home he's like oh did he not tell you i, I need to stay here and he stayed for a year <laughs> this is a true story he absolutely That's stayed awesome. for a year and then so what I did, is, uh, I went and I bought a, a bigger house uh, because I had to get away from him. No, it's not true. Uh, but I, had to, I, I bought a bigger house. This one is a four-bedroom. And I thought, well, I might as well fill it up with people, you know, help, help them pay my rent. I thought, I'm going to be smart this time. I'm going to bring in two girls because living with dudes, I've been doing that the whole time. Girls are a lot cleaner. Boy, was I wrong on that one. Uh, girls are not necessarily clean all the time. And so then I moved in another dude. So we had four bedrooms, all of them filled. And uh, the, the one dude was a raging alcoholic. And I remember coming home one time, and his vehicle was parked in my fence. And I walked in the front door, and the television is blaring. He's in his underwear uh, on the couch, passed out with a pizza box on his chest. And my cats are eating the pizza off of his chest. And the next day, both the girls said, we're afraid of him living here. Can you please ask him to move out? <laughs> so the car went through the fence? The car was on the fence, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard finding good roommates, man. Best roommates I have right now is my wife and my two kids. Oh, you know, I, I heard a saying once. I can't remember who told me it, but they were saying that um, you, you can think you like somebody, you think you know somebody, but until you move in and live with somebody, that's when you truly find out if you like them and if if working with, or living with them is going to work out. Well, that's 100% true. And I mean, it, it amazes me that a lot of, you know, traditional religions, even, even uh, you know, over in, in, in Asia and India and places where they have these arranged marriages where people will get married and then move in together. And I'm thinking, man, you don't buy a car without test driving it. I know a lot of people may not like to hear that, but that, that's true. Like you can't, you don't just walk up to the dealer unless you got like crazy amounts of money. You're not walking up to the dealer and just taking a car off the lot. You got to test drive it. You want to find out the Carfax reports, all that stuff. If you're buying, I mean, if you're buying used, you want to know all the information. Yeah, I'm not even talking about marital marital relationships. I'm just talking about surviving together inside of the same domicile. I mean, you got to figure out each other's habits and whatnot. I mean, I, I suppose if you're dating long enough, you're going to go over to somebody's house and see how they keep themselves and keep their place and keep their bathroom and keep their closet and that kind of stuff. So you can get an idea. I dated one girl, no word of a lie, for a year. First time I walked into her bedroom, I'm like, ooh, room's kind of a mess. I even called it. It was that messy that I was like, room's kind of a mess. She goes, no, it's not. And I said, uh, I can't see your carpet. And she goes, this is where I keep my clothes. I don't, I don't like keeping a closet. I keep everything on the floor so I can see it. There's a path to get to where you need to be. 
these are jeans over here. These are sweaters over here. These are things that have been worn once and can be worn again. These are things that need to be washed. She had her floor organized with clothing. And I thought, oh, this isn't going to last very long. And did it last very long? It did a year. Okay. Well, that's better than I was anticipating. Also uh, horribly late for everything, like to the point where uh, I had surprised her for Valentine's Day for a trip to New York to Broadway to go see The Lion King. And uh, the the international gates were just closing as we pulled up. I even had her sister pack a bag. And I said, you know, like, like make sure she's ready to go. And we, we were still late and like that close to missing our flight to New York. Does your wife listen to the podcast? Is she going to hear this story and give you shit? Oh, no, she already knows that story. My wife and oh, I share cool. everything. I, I don't even know how, where to go with that one. The Lion King or the, the clothes on the floor. Like, it sounds like an episode of, uh, what, what's the show, Hoarders? Yeah. Oh, was it, was man. It? Yeah. It, she, she was a clothes hoarder for sure. For sure. But the rest of the house is fairly clean, though. Have you ever lived with a, somebody that you've, uh, that you've dated? Uh, I live with three different girlfriends, yeah. Three different girls. Yeah, so, so, I mean, you, you kind of, there's like a window. And I, mine is kind of like a, my mother used to always say to me, she goes, I don't know why you spend all this money on these expensive trips for, out for these women. And I would say, because if I can spend a week with somebody and, you know, just one-on-one, no outside influences on, on, on uh, you know, friends or whatnot, that is a big test for me. And it's a lot cheaper than a divorce. That's that's very true. They say 100% of divorces start with marriage, which I also believe is fact. True. You know why uh, divorce is so expensive? Because what? it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to all the divorcees out there. There's, there's probably a lot of them. Shout out to everybody. All the Patreon members, all the uh, Robert or Chief. I don't know if Robert's divorced. Maybe, maybe we should ask Robert. We should get Robert on the podcast sometime, see if he's divorced. You got to donate for every time you laugh. Count how many times you laugh during the podcast. Every time you laugh, it's a dollar. And then you go over to Patreon and donate that. Yeah. If, uh, if you want to support the podcast, there's a Patreon link in the video description. There's also Spotify. Leave us a review. If you don't want to spend any money, not a problem. We, uh, we love doing this podcast for you. I do have, uh, on, as we somehow, some way transition from uh, lady talk to uh, hockey talk, I, I got some really, really interesting stuff to tell you about. For, okay, before uh, for you get there, though, explain, explain to me why geographically you go from the literally the center of North America. You got to be out on the East Coast. So you go to the East Coast, and then you fly all the way to the West Coast so you can go back to the East Coast. Uh, so for me, uh, I wanted to go see my one goalie coach in Hamilton who has, like we talked about the training center, so he has all the tools in place for me to kind of get my body going again because at 26, I may not seem old, but it takes a little bit to kind of get the tractor going and tell the body, like, hey, the season's here. Right, like, why, didn't you, why didn't you do Vancouver first and do Hamilton before you went to Detroit? So it was cheaper to go to Hamilton uh, at that time than it was to go to Vancouver. And my goalie coach in Vancouver was swamped uh, the end of August with like privates and different, like he just had uh, one of the goalies from the Canucks, one of the guys from Tampa come out to skate with him. So he didn't have time. Now it's just like me and him for the whole month. So Hamilton was uh, a week to kind of get my knee and my hip and running order, kind of get the body to get that message. Hey, season's here. We got to skate four or five times a week. Now we're in Vancouver. Now we're working on stuff and uh, we're getting stuff going. So that was basically the plan. And then, I'll go home for two days. I think I go home on the 27th, uh, and then I fly to Detroit on the 30th, take all my stuff, and then I know it's kind of a bit of a milk run, but then I also had, like, uh, COVID flight credits to use up. So I was like, well, I got this money that, that I have to use or it's going to expire. So I'll do a milk run around Canada and do some travel. And I mean, also, too, I think we may have mentioned this, but um, the uh, the previous girlfriend, after we, we split up and we got rid of the apartment, I was like, I, I got to get out of here. I got I to, like, leave, the, leave Winnipeg. I got to go do something else and kind of, like, uh, clear my mind. So... It's been working out quite nicely. Okay. Well, hey, you do you, man. So when do you, uh, you got to land in uh, Motor City? So landing September 30th, and then uh, training camp is the third, obviously. Uh, and then the home opener is uh, October 13th. 
Okay, wow. Quick turnaround. So you're in Van until the end of the month then? Yes, I have 22 more days in Vancouver. 20, 21 more days in Vancouver. Started raining yet? Uh, it's only had rained one day. You know, people talk all the time about like how Vancouver's like gross and rainy and cloudy. Every time I come, it's always sunny. It's always clear with a little bit of overcast, a little bit of clouds. It's always fantastic weather. Not, I know Winnipeg was like plus 40 a couple of days ago. Well, you're, the, you're there at the perfect time. I mean, once October, November, December, January, February, that's when they get into the overcast season. And I got no complaints about that. Um, on, on, I guess one, one more thing while we're on the topic, I guess, because uh, clearly I haven't learned my lesson. Now I'm you know, trying to set up something with uh, uh, some different ladies in Vancouver. Like, hey, I'm getting hip surgery next summer and I can't walk for about three weeks. Maybe you can take care of me. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure they're old and Irish. Oh my God. Conor McGregor's evil cousin. <laughs> They're both walking together with the swinging arms. <laughs> it's called Conor McGregor. He's been injured a lot of times. He'll take care of you. Oh my God. Uh, any, anyway, we'll, we'll transition somehow, some way. I, so I sent Dave a, a video. Uh, there's, there's a clip that was going around for, for Motor City the other day. So for the national anthems this year, they have a guy who's going to break out a guitar and shred the national anthem on electric guitar before every game. I don't know if this is like a full-time thing throughout the game. I, I told our GM the other day, I was like, we should just scrap in-game music and just have this guy play like every whistle. Like I will literally like stop icings and cover pucks. I'll, I'll stop everything to get as many whistles so this guy can just keep playing throughout the game. Well, how is it any I, different than the organ player? I mean, it's the same idea. You've got you know, somebody playing you know, all, all the different... You do that on the guitar. And if you got somebody that's pretty efficient playing the electric guitar i'm sure he could figure that out shred a few solos from some of our favorite rock musicians yeah i'm down i think the best part about it though is that like the organ the piano all that kind of stuff is they're in so many hockey arenas right like so many arenas do that but what arenas outside of i believe rogers uh rogers arena rogers place in vancouver does it i think but outside of that who actually has a dude like shredding on like electric guitar the anthem the the, uh, the Star Spangled Banner playing in between uh, all the, the stoppages and the breaks. Like, and I sent you the video, Dave. Tell me, does that guy not have deadly style when he's playing? Like He's, he's living in the moment. Oh, that, I think that guy was born with a guitar in his hand and a mullet. <laughs> Yeah, the the mustache, the mullet, and and the squealing, like, and he's like kind of like getting into all of it. We'll put the video on the podcast so you kind of get a reference for it. But he was, uh, he he was into it. He was into it. It was amazing. It got me one, fired up. One thing that amazes me, and, and I don't think a lot of people realize this, but if you go to any sporting event in North America, you're gonna get that in between whistles. You're gonna get the music. You're gonna get uh, you know guys like me uh, in between. Like, hey, we're up here in section two twelve, and we're here with uh, with Travis. Travis, look up on the board here. We got a chance for you to win uh, free oil change. Well, all that kind of stuff. There, there's always entertainment going on, whether it be cheerleaders or whatever. There's movies or there's clips. If you go over and watch a footy match, I'm talking soccer over in Europe. Ain't none of that. None of that. The fans have their own chants. The fans have their own songs. The fans have their own moments when they set off their fireworks. The fans have their own moments when they do halftime and everything. They they dictate how that entertainment in between whistles is going to go. It's fascinating to me. Fascinating to me that North America took the approach of doing all that. And I'm not saying one is right and one is wrong. It just fascinates me how different they are. I, I totally agree. I think, too, when you compare the two atmospheres, you have the, 
uh, I guess in between is the inter- in between play is entertainment. The hey, we're going to be a free oil change. Hey, we're going to play uh, guess the puck with the cups. They change all this kind of stuff. But in Sweden specifically, I don't know if it's the rest of Europe, but Sweden specifically, the fans chant and they they sing all game and it doesn't stop. Like in uh, in Ugorden in uh, Stockholm, they don't play any music during the games. There's no music. It is just the fans singing, chanting, and, and they're into it. It's passionate and. I would say personally, I would much rather pay for a European hockey experience as a fan than anything in North America. Also, the the tickets are dirt cheap. Like I can go to an SHL game for ten, twenty bucks. Obviously, NHL prices. We don't even need to get into that. How much they're gouging people for two hundred, three hundred, four hundred dollars a night at the Air Canada Center, whatever they're calling it nowadays. It's nuts. Well, look, I was down in uh, in Mexico and I went to take in a baseball game. Their pro league, actually, it's the hat I'm wearing. It's the Yucatan Leones of the uh, League Mexico Baseball, and to sit right behind home plate. You got your own bathroom for that section. You got your own bartender for that section. You got in-seat service for a primetime game that was televised was $30 Canadian a seat. And on non-primetime games for like a Sunday afternoon, you're looking at 12 bucks a seat. It, it's, it blows my mind that, number one, they're charging as much as they are in North America for, for tickets. And B, we're paying them. Well, people are willing to pay the prices. I mean, it's, it's just business one-on-one, supply and demand. If people are willing right. to pay the price, the price will continue to go up. But, I mean, when you compare, like, different markets where, you know, you go to Arizona where, like, they will give you the tickets for free. They will give you a hot dog and a drink and free parking if you just show up and exist at the arena so it's full compared to in Toronto or even in Winnipeg now where the prices are, what, 200 bucks, uh, Maybe 150 bucks for a decent ticket. you got to pay $20 for a hot dog, 30 bucks for a beer, 40 for parking. You're having a two hundred and twenty dollar night. You times that by maybe you want a family of four. I don't know how you spend less than five hundred dollars for a family of four because the kids want a hot dog. You can't not get the kids a hot dog. You got to get the kids their skittles. Mom has to have a beer because mom's had enough with the kids and dad all week. Uh, you you got to spend five hundred bucks. Well, look at this. It's, it's no different than going to the theater. I mean, the, the the theater doesn't make money on you buying the theater ticket. That goes. To, I mean, they get a very small percentage of that. The rest of that goes to the the, the producer. They make money on the popcorn, they make money on the drinks, they make money on all, all the extras. But perfect example of this is back in 2006 when Carolina and Edmonton were in the Stanley Cup Finals, my buddy, uh, who I grew up with in Fort McMurray, diehard Oiler fan, said that it was cheaper for him to fly to Raleigh, North Carolina, get a hotel, and get tickets to the game than it was to drive to Edmonton, get a hotel room, and get tickets for the, for, for the game at Edmonton. That's mind-blowing to me. I think they had something similar a couple of years ago when the, the Kings and the Rangers were in the finals. If you were in New York, same thing. Fly to L.A., hotel, two games, come back was cheaper than any games at uh, Madison Square Garden. It's crazy. It's insane, the prices. What are, the, uh, what are tickets going for for, uh, for Motor City, for the Motor City Rockers? I believe we're doing about 10 bucks, 5 10 bucks for a ticket, which is, I mean, very, very reasonable. I mean, U.S. dollars, so about 8 bucks Canadian, 12 bucks Canadian for a ticket. I could be wrong, but I believe that's overcharging. Children 3 um, and under are free. Mm-hmm. Bleachers are fifteen dollars. Season membership is three seventy five. Standing room is sixteen dollars. Four oh three for the season. Box seat military ten and under seventeen fifteen and ten. Center ice box seat twenty two. Center ice countertop twenty seven. Reserve tabletop fifty five. And reserve tabletop for four seats is one hundred and ten dollars. That's mm-hmm. dynamite. Those are our official ticket prices. You're reading off the website right now. Yeah, that's awesome. That's mind blowing. You know what? Actually, that's a good topic to transition off of. So I was talking to our GM the other day. And by the way, shout out to our GM, uh, Nick Oh, and Field. if you want to sit in the GM's lap, that's $55. <laughs> Is Gene Simmons our GM? <laughs> <laughs> and that, uh, We talked about before, that dude will do anything for money. But actually, funny enough, uh, so our, our GM, Nick Field, shout out to him. He's a great guy. Uh, whenever he calls me, and like if I don't pick up and he leaves a voicemail, he leaves a voicemail almost like exactly what Gene Simmons does. He'll call me and be like, hey, it's Gene Simmons. 
from Kiss. <laughs> like you don't know who Gene Simmons is, right? So he'll call, hey, Trav, it's uh, Nick Field from the Motor City Rockers. Just calling you. Give me a shell pack. Like, I, I hope he doesn't see this and take offense to it. It's the funniest. I listen to the voicemail, and I'm like, this is, a, this is awesome. It's a funny voicemail. But- well, that, listen, that guy would be great for radio because every time I, I crack the microphone, I introduce myself because you never, you never know. There might be somebody new, and they may not know who I am. You don't ever assume that somebody knows who you are. So you always introduce yourself, especially if it's a new relationship. I mean, how often have you bumped into somebody who you've met before, forgotten their name, and been like, hey, bud, good to see you. What's new? What is this person's name? Actually, happened the other day. Some, some guy comes up to me in public. He's like, Chad, the podcast is humming. It's amazing. I was like, thank you so much. He's like, do you remember you? And I was like, yeah, I remember you, man. He's like, what's my name? Oh. You got me. You got me. <laughs> and, and he did get me. He did get I, I couldn't remember his name. Uh, I think it was uh, Dave. Dave, if you're listening. A different Dave, obviously. Shout out to you, Dave. But um, uh, I think it's different, though, if he's leaving a voicemail. Because every time he leaves me a voicemail, it's Nick Field, general manager from the Motor City Rockers. <laughs> Give me a call back. Like, it's every a great time, title, like, by the way. Rolls out the tongue well. I get that. It, girl girl it did, did that to me in, in a bar one time. She's like, hey. I'm like, hey. She's like, how are you? I'm good. And I gave her a hug. She's like, what's new? No, we're not. So goes, you remember me, right? I'm like, yeah, of course. She says, what's my name? And I said, if, you, if we're going to play that game, you know, it, was nice, it was nice seeing you. Take care. She said, no, no, no. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Didn't have a clue what her name was. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm gonna, if, you know, if we're, we're going to play that game, no, no, thank you, Dave. I'm going to write that one. Down. I'm going to use that one. That one might come in handy. Ed. Ooh, it you actually want to know a really good one? I can't remember if I've mentioned this one on the podcast yet or not. Stop me if I have. But it's a a trick that I picked up when I was in college. Now, keep in mind, this is before cell phones were were a thing, right? Where you just swap numbers on your phone. But what I would do is when I go to the ATM, you know, they have that little waste basket there. And people would just take their, their till receipt and they'd throw it in there. I would go through those and find one that had a huge balance on it. Like I'm talking like, you know, $50,000 plus. And I would keep those. And when I was at the bar and I'd exchange numbers, I'd write my number down to the back of one of those. Because you know that if, she's, if she ever looked at the number, she's going to flip that receipt over and go, oh, I'm calling this guy back. You know what? Actually, that, that is amazing. I might actually go do that because I think there's a TD bank down the street from here. But um uh, uh, talking to different ladies now that I'm single, when they ask me like, "Where do you play?" I play in Detroit. Like if I tell them Motor City, they're like, "Who?" I tell them I play in Detroit. They think, "Oh, you, you must be good." What do you make? I make 125. 125 grand is pretty good. They don't know it's 125 a week. They think that I have money, and then they realize that I have no money. And then when I go to pay for the pizza at dinner the other night, insufficient funds, and the credit card machine laughs at me. Then we're in trouble. But until then, we're good. I always thought that um, step the it credit up and card say, say 1.25 per week. One point well, two five hundred. <laughs> no, I, I think we're really, really reaching on that one, dude. I think the one twenty five is. I think that's, that's good. I think I like that. But oh, uh, uh, funny. Um, we're, sorry, we're, so we're talking about the season tickets and the jerseys. So uh, there's been a lot of people messaging the team. I think we talked about this two weeks ago. But people have been messaging saying, "Hey, I want to buy a jersey. Yeah, I want Trav to deliver it in person. I want to buy tickets. Trav delivers it in person." And so I was talking to our GM the other day. And, I, and we, I brought this up to him, and he says, we, we can absolutely work something out. The problem is that there may be so many that I don't know how we're going to be able to do it. I said, listen, we will find a Saturday. We'll find a Sunday when I don't have anything going on. I don't care if i got to put in an eight-hour shift. We'll get you know somebody to hold the camera because we'll film it, obviously. We make, make some content out of it, make something for the vlog, make something for TikTok. And then I'll take the jerseys. I'll have a huge box of jerseys and tickets. And, hey, Travis Ridge and goaltender for the Motor City Rockers. Here's your tickets. Thank you so much. And guitar guy, I want him shredding on his guitar. I want him to be like my hype man. Yep. Him come with me. And then we'll go deliver the tickets and everything. Yeah, so, you can get one of those little belt buckle amps. I've seen guys that uh, that do all the um, uh, outdoor um, busking and whatnot. Yeah, that's doable. 100%. I was, do it. I was, 
I was thinking maybe we hire somebody to just like haul like a wheelbarrow and have the wheelbarrow have like the amp and maybe like the box of jerseys so like we can kind of have somebody helping out and then just deliver all the jerseys in person, make the videos and all that kind of stuff and everybody goes home uh, happy. So if you want uh, jerseys, season tickets, you want me to come deliver them, I would love to do that for you, but you got to send a Motor City message on Instagram or the, the marketing department or give them a call at the ticket office and we can uh, we can make something happen. I would love to deliver your jersey in person and uh, shake your hand and other things, whatever and, whatever you need done. I'll do and it. even though he's not wearing 69, you can still get his name and the number 69 on your jersey if you want to. There, there was a couple of people that messaged. They said, I don't care if you wear 130 or, or 90. I'm going to get a 69 jersey. So the arena could be filled with 69 Ridgen jerseys, and I'm not wearing a 69. Great for business. <laughs> the team will love that. Make we it happen. 80, <laughs> we sold 80 jerseys. We had 100 pre-orders today, and they all had the number 69 on them. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Because it's hilarious. But you know what's not hilarious, Dave? Showing up on date night, playing ping pong with your lady in Hamilton with a bush, which is why the folks at Manscaped are partnering. They're back with us for uh, three more months. Manscaped, the Lawnmower 4.0, it is game-changing. Dave was uh, shaving his twig and giggleberries the other day. getting kind I, of. I, I, I kept uh, everything north of the port and uh, worked on it from there. Very happy with the results. I was actually uh, doing a little design here and there and then went everything down because I wanted to see how how good the designs were. So I decided to go with a little heart-shaped box in honor of Nirvana and then took it all down. Very happy with the results. Thank you very much. I don't even know what to say to that. (laughs) I I don't know where to go. But anyway, so... Jesus, Dave. So the lawnmower has skin-safe technology, so you can shave yourself and not have to worry about it. Uh, my forearms need a little trim. I'll probably take care of those later tonight. My legs, I lost 14 pounds this summer of body fat, so I'm going to look lean and mean when I trim. And you can go to manscaped.com. You're going to use the promo code BISCUIT, B-I-Z-K-I-T. It's going to get you 20% off, free shipping, and uh, the best that a man can get. It's important to separate. You have to have two. You have to have one for, for neck north, and then you got to have one for, for neck south. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you got to make sure you don't confuse the two. I can tell you a story about my billet once upon a time. Actually, I, I'm sure we have the same story. There was a guy that uh, I billeted with in um, English River when I was playing the SI, and SIJHL Super International in, in uh, Western Ontario for junior A hockey. And uh, I'm not going to mention his name because maybe he listens. I don't want to sandbag him. But uh, So we shared a bathroom, and he had like his razor sitting out on the, uh, on the counter. And he's in the shower one day. I walk in to like, you know, take a number one, and the razor's gone. So then I asked him after. I says, Worky, are, are you... Uh, are you using the same razor? Yeah. You don't have two razors? No, I just use the same one. You change the blades? No. So he was using the same razor for neck north and neck south. Oh, boy. And uh, that, that is why women think that men are, are gross and unhygienic. Okay, so when uh, I was, uh, funny enough, uh, I think I told you the story in the first podcast, but I always got stuck with the goaltenders, and so I was billeting me and uh, our goaltender. I'll send him a shout-out. He's uh, If he's listening in Calgary, Trevor Rounce. He's an electrician now. Great guy. We used to call him Rouncer. And he and I uh, uh, shared a basement suite, basically. And uh, it was like an executive rental. I mean, like everything was, was there for us, minus our toothbrushes. We, we had everything we needed. And we found this razor underneath the, uh, underneath the sink. And we're like, huh, great. So we got, we got our razors for our face. And then we've got this nice little razor for, for everything else. And uh, we came home from practice one time. And there was our, our billet, the, the, the old boy. And he's downstairs in our bathroom. And he's sitting there. And he's hey fellas how was practice we're going oh maybe that wasn't ours <laughs> <laughs> so he went out and got her own yeah oh my god that, that guy got like he's got like crabs in his bed <laughs> what are you what are you saying about my goalie huh <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing that is amazing speaking of, of unhygienic there's a we'll leave off with these two things before we finish but um 
there was a clip. I think you might have been talking about it on the morning show the other day, Dave. But there was a couple uh, in Toronto at the Blue Jays game that you know stayed a little bit after the game, and and they were going after it. They were going at it in the seats after yeah, the game, trying to get their own them. little in uh, in the park home run. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love you, Dave. Um, <laughs> they uh, they're in the seats. I think it looked like they were in the upper deck, and the police oh, yeah. and security they're they're coming up like guys. It's time to go, and like I would assume, like the whole place was empty. It looked like in the video, so they'd been there for a while. So obviously, he's not doing his part, and maybe she's not doing her part. But uh, I mean, there was probably so many Budweisers and so many drinks mixing into the uh, to the night that they were probably having a hard time. But, yeah, they uh, uh, they checked him for a corked bat, and he was ejected from the game. <laughs> I'd love doing this podcast with you. Dave. I can't wait to do this next week's podcast. These are all these are all euphemisms, and they're totally safe. These are all PG. It won't get us canceled. Or in, in any parents in trouble if they're listening to the car with their kids. Totally good. Thanks for having me on again this week, man. It is a pleasure, man. It's a pleasure as always. Um, just a friendly reminder that uh, Dave does not have social media, but Dave is our primary, mostly primary, full-time uh, co-host for the time being. Whenever you uh, need I me. Love, I would love to get Dave on like every single episode. So if, uh, if you have an opportunity, leave a review on Spotify. Help us get the ratings up, get more sponsors, get more cash coming in for the podcast. So... I can bring Dave on for every episode. That would be ideal. The Patreon, too. There's a link, patreon.com slash singthebiscuit. Pledge five bucks, pledge a dollar, whatever you got. All is appreciated. If you don't, that's okay. Just leave the review, and we appreciate it. And we will see you every Sunday. New episodes at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. in Winnipeg, 9 in Calgary, 8 a.m. in Vancouver, uh, 11 p.m. in China. I have my time zones mixed up. It's not midnight in China. It's 11 a.m. in China, or 11 p.m. in China. Our podcast drops every Sunday.